All right, what's up, cadaver pups? This is David here with a mini-sode. We got Devin and Egrain from What a Scream. Egrain, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Doing good. Happy to <laughs> celebrate Spooky Month at last. Yeah, spooky season. <laughs> yes, Woo. I have to make comment. Um, first of all, thank you so much for being here. So happy to have you. But you're also wearing the coolest earrings right now. <laughs> I thank you. See them. <laughs> like I, I would say it's like, oh, getting into the Halloween spirit. But this is me all year round. Like, so. yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, for those that can't see, they're black spider webs, mm-hmm. and they just look great. <laughs> also, match the red lipstick just perfectly. Yeah. Love, love the entire look. <laughs> thank I made an effort today, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So Egrain has her own podcast, What a Scream, which I personally listen to uh, quite a bit. Uh, you want to tell us a bit about it? Sure. Um, it's quite a new one. I started it off God, uh, February of this year to kind of combat like the lockdown kind of fatigue that was happening. And, you know, um, my husband was just like, look, I can't deal with you talking anymore at me go find a hobby so um, I decided to start a podcast where I could talk to people all over the world about horror movies and kind of I randomly pick out a subject from like what I call my cup of terror it's literally a cup with like paper subjects in and I pick them out and then I have to choose a film and then my guest has to choose a film that has to do with that subject awesome i love it it's so much fun yeah (laughs) yeah there was one recently on scream and jennifer's body that i had a lot of fun listening to oh yes the the feminist horror yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah we always do have like random like yesterday i did a recording for like german expressionism horror so there's like some really random topics in there (laughs) and today we're going to be talking about our favorite spooky dolls not the spooky doll movies, but the dolls themselves. We have our mm-hmm. top three listed for you. And let's start it off. Uh, Egrain, what did you put as your number three? My number three is such a typical one. And everyone's going to roll their eyes, but I don't care. It's Annabelle from the Conjuring Universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, like some of the movies aren't that great, but Annabelle herself is creepy as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yes. you couldn't do a doll episode without mentioning Annabelle. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. I think she is like the pivotal peak of everybody's idea of creepy doll. I mean, and it's really weird that like the original wasn't like the actual real Annabelle is a raggedy Ann doll, which I kind of think is kind of scarier. I yeah, I was going to ask you which one you thought was scarier. Yeah, I feel like when mm-hmm. they changed her look for the movie, I was like, this is weirdly less scary because they're trying too hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost exactly. it's similar to the the Pennywise thing where when they updated Pennywise, they made him they leaned into the scary ideas and that made it less scary. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, obviously they had to like make it a little bit creepier because you know you couldn't really imagine this raggedy Ando being like this little puppet scaring people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it kind of lessens it. But in the real world, it's a lot scarier. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, having grown up with Raggedy Ann dolls and like everyone had a Raggedy Ann doll around the house, like that would be so scary as to like remember your childhood toy and then watching a movie where it's literally a demon possessing the doll. Yeah, that would be too scary for me. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the the movies themselves, the the trilogy? Obviously, it came from like the first Conjuring. And it was really weird because Annabelle was the star of the first Conjuring, despite the fact she's only in it for like 10 minutes at the beginning the actual annabelle films 
they were okay. I think what was it? The second one was like Annabelle yeah. Creation. Was that yeah. the second mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. or Annabelle Origins? I thought that one was a lot scarier than the first Annabelle. And then Annabelle Comes Home was a bit more like it's kind of about Annabelle, but it's not really. It's more about the Warrens freaky basement thing they got going on so I'm all, I always feel myself to be a little bit disappointed by the Annabelle films and I think it was a lot scarier when we didn't know a lot about her and it was more just like the, con- the first conjuring where we were just a bit creeped out by her yeah, I, yeah. I agree completely Devin has heard me defend Annabelle creation before quite adamantly um yeah. <laughs> I, I really like that director he like started as a YouTube director that did uh the lights out short and oh, then he yeah. lights out movie and then he got oh, it creation, then he got Shazam yeah. it's David, David. that's it oh, yeah okay yeah I really loved lights out I loved his short and I loved the feature film he did and then I felt like he brought a lot of that on for Annabelle creation and so I think that's why it was probably good because it had a really good director behind it the origin story aspect of it, the period part, works really well, I think. Mm. Feels more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little angry on it just because I was a fan of the Warrens until I discovered more about them. But because no one actually knew where Annabelle came from, so the backstory felt more fabricated. And so when mm. I first saw it, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't, this isn't like technically true. So I had issues with it, but like, I yeah. totally respect that it's a good film for like storytelling and direction wise. My fandom inside of me was the the combative part. <laughs> Devin, what do you put? Okay, I have a random one, but when thinking about dolls and I guess they count as dolls, I'm going to count them as dolls. The action figures from Small Soldiers. Hmm. that movie like it gave me so many nightmares as a child I don't know why I was so terrified of this film and I was like I can't not rank them because they scared me so much and like we're so like a staple of my childhood horrorism. and it's Joe Dante so I'm gonna say that it counts (laughs) (laughs) I never saw it is it a horror movie well, I was terrified. <laughs> Eager's just shaking her head. She's like, no, this is not a horror movie. It's a kid's movie. It's, it's, it was basically like Toy Story before Toy Story came out. And well, I did consider putting down a doll from Toy Story. <laughs> Stinky it's the, creep, the creepy spider baby thing. Oh, oh that's the a first good one. one. Yeah. I thought about putting that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as a kid, who's to define horror? If we're going to talk about the breadth of the genre, what is horror movies when you're a child? It's something that scares you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Small soldiers was yours. <laughs> All right. Well, David, what did you put for your number three? So I like I considered the Toy Story thing, but I had to give it this isn't from a movie but it's Talking Tina from the Twilight Zone. Yes. Okay, um, I haven't seen any of the Twilight Zone, so this is new to me. <gasps> oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, I've this seen. This episode is, this is like, I, I think this might be where the, the creepy living doll show might have originated. I'm not sure about that, but I think it is. It's about just, they have this doll that is alive. I'm and they, Talking they... <laughs> Tina. <laughs> The, the whole thing is that the doll is able to speak, but it starts like saying creepy things. It may maybe it's a little bit vengeful when people treat it like a doll and not a living being. And then the, the okay. famous line, I'm talking Tina, 
and you'd better be nice to me. And it's like, oh my God, this is so great. It's so crazy. It's so cool. Well, because it was also came out around the time that like dolls started getting those voice boxes and starting doing all these like really cool things. And so it kind of says a lot about like toy technology at the time. And uh, my mom was so scared of this episode and she would talk about it all the time and she would I don't know why but when I had dolls she would do the voice and like they would freak me out (laughs) it was my mom's like favorite thing to do (laughs) so it's almost like this might have originated the trope just because the technology was new at the time so it was kind of picking up on this new trend it's like when we have modern day horror movies about the internet it's like what's this new thing we're so scared of it this new talking doll (laughs) Also, voice boxes now. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only they could see today where they're like somersaulting and painting and like (laughs) connecting to the Internet, which is a whole nother scary thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely like a Black Mirror episode, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That'll be the new doll trope. Yeah. All right. Egrain, what was your number two? My number two is another James Wan creation and he seems to have a thing for dolls it is billy the puppet from his film dead silence oh wait billy the puppet from dead silence isn't yes, Billy the so, puppet from jake's from Saul? as well as well so he's also got a film called dead silence it's one of his lesser known films and it's about this ventriloquist used to make these dummies and she died and now there's this big legend about you know the legend of mary shaw and uh one day this guy gets a ventriloquist puppet sent to him and it turns out whoever gets sent this puppet death follows them and the puppet is called billy it's downright terrifying it's absolutely terrifying he's so creepy just like the classic design of his that makes him seem Mm. like he actually existed in that world and it, it felt realistic in a way yeah and then the whole thing is that she made these puppets she made pieces of puppets out of like real kids eyeballs and you know all this kind of thing so it's really creepy it's proper like nightmare fodder and I just reckon James Wan must have had like a really bad childhood when it came to dolls (laughs) I wonder yeah Twitter handle is creepy puppet so he's very much aware wait is it really yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he's even got a Annabelle cameo in Aquaman I think Yeah, I, I, I thought about a different part of Dead Silence. I I don't want to give it away because there's a really cool ending to this movie. Yes. And, yeah. and something in that almost made my list. Dead Silence is a really underrated movie. It is, yeah. I think more people need to check it out. Like, especially for spooky season, it's just perfect. It's got, like, a little bit of the gothic and then a little bit of that classic, like, James Wan scare. That's a good one. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's freaky as hell. <laughs> For my number two, I this one I actually had to keep as a classic, David. I had to do the clown from Poltergeist. It just yeah, I knew you were gonna have that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not my number one, but like it's too freaky of a clown. The one that strangles Robbie, partially also freaky because he actually did almost die on set. The clown literally almost oh, did way. kill him. Oh my oh, god, yeah. I didn't know that. Like I knew Poltergeist was like one of those cursed films, but like I didn't know that. Yeah, he like he was doing the scene and then they were like, oh, man, you're doing great. You're like acting so well. You really look like you're choking. And no one realized he was actually choking (laughs) until his face turned blue. So scary. And he would have been like the third kid to die. Like all three of them. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. 
Fuck. Freaky shit. Wow. But that clown, definitely, like, I love this movie so much. I will talk about it several times on this podcast, but that scene, I definitely would always close my eyes to and could not look at clowns for the longest time. Yeah, clowns are terrifying enough, but when you make them into a creepy clown doll, that's just, like, that just, no, that sends me, I'm dead, I'm dead, like, no. Absolutely <laughs> Over not. the top. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do clowns. That's my thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know of any child who actually enjoys clowns. I, I think that they are more of a horror trope at this point than the making kids happy because no one no one thinks clowns are funny or happy. Sorry, apologies <laughs> to the clowns that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like Rob. Do you- did it start with John Wayne Gacy? Like what changed when the clown suddenly became scary? Or was it-, it was no, it was John Wayne Gacy that changed everything about clowns before they were always seen as like kind of children's entertainers and like circus and happy and then john wayne gacy fucked everything up i don't know i feel like they were always scary (laughs) (laughs) all right david what's your number two my number two is it's tiffany (laughs) tiffany valentine i had to go there we you guys knew that we were hitting this franchise sooner or later on this episode (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany is fucking brilliant. Jennifer Tilly is amazing. I'm really excited to see her back again in the Chucky TV series, which is, I think that's about to come out when we release this. Hell yeah. I have to revisit, like I've seen the most recent Chucky, but it's been such a long time since I've revisited like the original. There's, what is there? There's like Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Cedar Chucky, is that it? Uh, yeah, it's Chucky, then- it's Child's Play is- uh, Child's Play, sorry. Then Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Then the remake, which people don't like, but they're wrong. Oh, it's so the good. It's great. so good. But it, I mean, you know, it's it's not really Chucky. When we talk about Chucky, it, that's a different character who I would probably be at like number five or something on mm. my list because I still like that movie. And if you don't, then just watch watch it with a fresh eye. Don't think of it as a child's play movie. Just approach it as its own thing. It's a lot of yeah. fun. The gore is great. Yeah. And now they're doing the Chucky TV series, which is the Chucky, the real Chucky. Yeah. It's Don Mancini coming back and writing it. Don Mancini has written every single one of the core Chucky movies. Yeah. See, I think I always viewed the, like the Chucky franchise or child's play franchise as more of like a horror comedy. So I was always just a bit, and I'm not, I'm not big into horror comedy. So I was always like, meh. That's why I was never really into them. I think the originals aren't. Uh, the first three, I think, are more straight up horror. Once you get into mm-hmm. Bride of Chucky, it definitely does become horror comedy very mm-hmm. outright. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy that, which is why Tiffany is my yeah. number two, because I think she's freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> she is. And she's badass. And she's like, I know what I want. I'm going to go get it. And I'm tired of being mm-hmm. abused by a man and blah, blah. And like, I mean, that relationship is so fucked in the first place. And I guess they yeah, do completely. get bad together. But anyway. She she does it with with some power behind her, and so I respect it. I had I had Tiffany as my number one. Aww. Nice. Rob <laughs> Tiffany as his number three. <laughs> oh oh yeah. So so what were Rob's yeah. uh, threes and twos? Uh, he gave Tiffany as his number three, and his number two was the Voodoo Doll in Trilogy of Terror, which I have not seen. Nope, neither have I. Awesome. <laughs> well, Great. Rob, well. Uh, you're gonna have to talk about it at some point and tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> What did he have for his number one? Yeah, uh, Rob's number one was Fats from Magic, 
with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, that that's a good that. one. Oh man, it's such a hidden gem. I love this movie. It's like it's <laughs> Anthony Hopkins from the 70s. It's about a ventriloquist who is suffering a mental break, I will say. I don't want to give too much away from about it, but like it's just it's so well done. The performance is insane and I I still don't know if he actually did the ventriloquy voice. Did he do the voice of Fats? Doll. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he did the voice. It's so yeah. creepy. That that's such a good one. Yeah, that one. I mean, just ventriloquy in general tends to be a scary trope mm. in, in the horror. Dem- I mean, it's a very song. young Anthony Hopkins before he won two Oscars for two different <laughs> horror movies. The only actor to ever do that. People will challenge me on this, but The Father is a horror movie. (laughs) Magic is like, it's interesting because I feel like most creepy doll movies are a little less serious. They're a little more like just silly. And this one is not. This one is definitely very dark, very brooding. Um, It's more of a slow burn. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. That's great. All right. So, what was your number one? Yeah. My number one um, is uh, an episode of the X-Files. Um, it is the China doll from the episode Chinga. I remember when I first came across this, I had like, I was upstairs and I came downstairs and my parents were watching the episode on the TV and I just happened to see it like I was getting a glass of water and the sight of this China doll just terrified me. Oh no. Like left me scarred. The, the whole episode of there's this little girl who like causes people to hurt themselves and it turns out it's the China doll doing it. And anytime she's about to kill someone, she goes, let's have fun. And then like her eyes open up. Oh my God. No, I watched it again. Like I watched it again, like two nights ago and I was still really creeped out by it. Wow. How old were you when you first saw it? I must have been about four or five. No. Oh my God. Prime terror age. Yeah. Terrified. And then it's because I had a great aunt who collected China dolls as well. No. And, it, and when she died, she left China dolls to me. And no. I was like, I was like, no, put them in the attic. Get rid of them. I don't care. I'm not having them. Are they still in your attic? <laughs> they are. They're in my uh, dad's house. And I'm just like, no. Are you nope. sure they're still there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. See, see, I love when you choose ones that are like so personal to you because of, I'm still, yeah. I'm still sticking by small soldiers, guys. Look, <laughs> someone out there has to agree with me. <laughs> okay. I already said my number one. It was Tiffany. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's fucking awesome. So I guess David- I- I have no idea what your number one is. Yes, you do. Come on. (laughs) I'm like, Tiffany made three of our lists. Am I really the only one who picks Chucky? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It kind of, it felt like an obvious choice. I don't know. Yeah, but it's Chucky. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who don't know, uh, Chucky (laughs) is actually uh, Charles Lee Ray, who is a serial killer that before he was shot, he did a voodoo ritual to possess a random doll that a woman gave to her child on his birthday. And he's a serial killer possessing a doll. It's it's fucking awesome. (laughs) What I couldn't ever work out was like, he's such a small little doll. Could you not have just drop kicked him out a window? Like, it's just, it just seems a bit like far-fetched like I know if like a doll came at me I just like you just be like putting your hand against his forehead and being like nah not today mate like you know just <laughs> <laughs> well you can but like that, the thing is that dolls are actually 
kind of tougher than human skin a lot of the time. Like, it can survive that fall. He does start to become human, though, over the course of the movie, which is weird, but cool. I mean, if we're looking at the original film, I think the creepiest scene ever is when the mom, Karen, her son, Andy, is being taken away. He's at the police station right now. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Did he kill the babysitter? I don't know. And then she's like looking at the box, like, ugh, rolls her eyes, throws the box down, and the batteries pop out of it. And she's like, wait, what? She turns around Chucky, opens the battery pack, sees it's empty, and then he just twists his head around and start, tries to strangle her. <laughs> and it's freaking fantastic i'm like i love this scene <laughs> he's just fun and i mean voiced by the amazing brad Dourif, he brings a creepiness to that doll that is unheard of <laughs> yeah i mean if we get if we if i give chucky or charles by anything it is brad Dourif. like he is really creepy in the exorcist 3 and like yeah he'd yep. probably be like the highlight for the the child's play film for me anyway but i still i just can't get over like this little baby doll practically a baby doll <laughs> like i just i'm like no like if you saw what i did to my barbies when i was a kid no chucky would be no no match that's (laughs) that's why it works because the the characters in the movies don't expect any of this to be real they don't look at this doll and see a threat it doesn't register as something that they need to be cautious of so when he starts killing them they're like what what is happening it can't be this doll that doesn't make any sense you guys are crazy who do you think would win in a fight, Chucky or Annabelle? Well, Annabelle is not really the doll. Like, it's a spirit that's attached to the doll, but the doll itself is actually just the doll. So then she could probably win then, right? Because then you can't yeah. physically kill her. Chucky, you can kill. Yeah. All right, I have to answer, though. Igraine, you said which one, and I still think Tiffany would kick both their asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought this much about scary dolls in a while. (laughs) I feel like researching this episode, I'm going to have so many nightmares from looking at all the creepy dolls and being like, which Mm -hmm. ones terrified me the most? Let's explore these past traumas. (laughs) Small soldiers. (laughs) I, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, you should follow us at cadaver dogs pod and egrain. Where can they find what a scream? Uh, you can find me at what underscore scream on Twitter. Sweet. And you should listen to uh, that podcast. It's pretty great. I'm going to be on in a couple of weeks. Talking yeah. about a, another famous slasher franchise. Yeah, we're doing a deep dive on Halloween for Halloween season. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. I'm excited for you guys to do that one. Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a blast to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Until next time, whoop out.